Welcome to Front Office Pros. The 2024 season will be here before you know it. So Joe and I are here to give our predictions of what we expect round one to look like. Hut, hut, hike! Joe and I collectively came together and came up with this round one. So Joe, who do we have for the 2024-101? At the 101, we've got running back Christian McCaffrey. And even though you don't necessarily think he can repeat this performance... I still think this is where people are going to... Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you already... Your shots are already being fired before we even get going here? What do you mean? What do you mean? This is kind of... Joe, they, 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 the audience didn't need to know where I stood. You know, reality is we say he's won. So he's won. <laughs> well, letting the cat out of the bag. I'm just giving people the a little bit of uh, what's going on under their hood here, Steve. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> So what's over? What's what's not under the hood? All right, what's not under the hood is obviously Christian McCaffrey. You know, was the best player this year. Uh, you know, if you had him in over fifty percent of the leagues, was in the championships, and most likely if you had him, this guy won you the championship. So hard not to envision seeing this guy go number one overall. Yeah, I think ADP wise, we thought that he was going to go one because of how important he was in the 2023 season. Like you had mentioned, a lot of people won their league single-handedly because of him. I have my personal doubts that he'll be able to repeat it, but we're trying to get rid of that bias. We're going to stick with him at the one. So who do we have at the 102? At the 102, we've got wide receiver Tyree Kill. And unfortunately, this guy wasn't able to hit the 2,000-yard mark, but he still was able to have 1,799 yards and 13 touchdowns on 171 targets. He is the clear number one option for the Miami Dolphins, and I don't see that much that much changing uh, next year. So I think this guy will be the first wide receiver coming off the board. Yeah, I think he really proved himself that he, he repeated it again. When he first came over to Kansas City, we had doubts. Would he be able to do it? Then he did it with Tua. Then it was a question of, okay, well, is Tua healthy? Is he going to be able to stay, sustain the whole season? How, you know, Is Hill going to be able to repeat? He did. I thought Waddle was honestly a 1B to Tyreek Hill's 1A, but it was a clear separation between the two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, injuries didn't help Waddle any. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, he's clearing away the the one. And not a, I would say Waddle's no longer the 1B. He's clearly the number two guy. <laughs> How about for number three? What do we got for 103? At the 103, we've got wide receiver Jamar Chase. Uh, it was a close call, you know, between him and Justin Jefferson. But like Jamar Chase, getting edging him out there just because we know going forward, Jamar Chase is, you know, going to be with the Bengals, going to have Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. And T. Higgins could be on the move, so could be should be the Jamar Chase uh, show going forward. And obviously, we've seen what him and Burrow can do together. And, you know, with one less target in that offense, he should be a huge wouldn't we would anticipate that both are going to be healthy heading into next season? Like you said, most likely reports indicate that T. Higgins will no longer be with the team. His target share, that's Chase's target share, could increase even more than it already is. I could see Chase uh, being a guy who even could get in that two or one spot, depending on the hype. Yeah, I mean, even with Higgins, he's been averaging 135 targets. So. You, you take Higgins away, I mean, I think we could see him closer to that Tyreek Hill number, possibly. I think so. So what do we got at the 104? 
104. As I mentioned, we got wide receiver Justin Jefferson. And we got him here. I know there could be some concerns with depending on who the quarterback's going to be, but I don't think it'll really matter who the quarterback is. I think this guy is, you know, pretty much quarterback proof. And he pretty much he showed that this year. Uh, you know, still was a top seven wide receiver despite missing some games and, you know, playing with a lot of different quarterbacks as well. Yeah, you and I had a little internal debate on this one. We kind of went back and forth. I, I am a and little more. You like the next guy better than him. And... I do. I do. And I'm a little concerned about the not having a quarterback, but it's hard to say. I mean, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be back. Sounds like they may go with a rookie. And if that's the case, it's like, well, are you going to get C.J. Stroud or are you going to get Bryce Young? I just don't know how it's going to shake out. That's as, as, as the interesting part. So, well, would whoa. Bryce Young have been better if he had a Justin Jefferson on his team? I mean, this guy's an elite one. And, I mean, the best option that Young had to throw to was the three with the Vikings and Adam Thielen. <laughs> I mean, his name value is almost untouchable. So I, I think it makes sense for us to have him at four. So who is this mysterious receiver at five that I like so much better? Yeah, the mysterious wide receiver at five that you like so much better is C.D. Lamb. And there's no denying, I mean, towards the uh, – once his schedule got, you know, easier, him and Dak, you know, absolutely cooked. Um, he had he had 135 targets, 17-49, and 12 touchdowns on 181 targets. So, I mean, that those numbers are pretty impressive. I just – I don't know. I feel like uh, it's hard to trust this Dallas offense, I think. I think things could potentially change, and I think Dak's a tough guy to trust. He excels in bad matchups, but then kind of goes away in the tougher matchups and that they have a tougher schedule next year. That's why I don't necessarily like him as much. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Joe. The, the Definitely the schedule could be a lot worse. I just think that we saw – how important C.D. Lamb was to that offense. Dak targeted him a ton. And really, I find that Lamb, Jefferson, and Chase are all kind of in the same jumble. Really, it's just whoever you kind of like is your preference uh, because they're all you know getting the ball quite extensively. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, there's not much separating these guys. They all get hyper-targeted. They get a decent amount of touchdowns. So it really is hard to go wrong with either. We're splitting hairs, honestly. We really are. So who do we got at the 106? 106, we're going with running back Brees Hall. And once this guy was healthy, he really showed his that breakout ability. I, uh, you know, really like him heading into the 2024 season with the prospects. Assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy and playing, um, that should only elevate his stock. I think in this whole 12, I think – Brees Hall was the guy who you were most excited about. I think he had, he had a little pep in his step when you uh, were mentioning Brees Hall. And he has a pep in his step, uh, to be real. I mean, he's he he proved me wrong. He had a lot of explosion uh, this this season. You just saw he's got great acceleration. He could just, you know, blow past people. And I think when it comes down to him, I, I was perceiving that Delvin Cook was going to eat into his carry share. And I think probably Dalvin did too, <laughs> uh, because he demanded his release. I think that Brees Hall could really take over the show next year. So not only will he have the explosiveness that he does, but he could have even more opportunities and a much better offense uh, that doesn't have Zach Wilson in the helm. So I think Brees Hall is going to do really, really well next year. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely doing a 180 on him compared to last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is a show. I don't know. I mean, there's not many guys 
I don't see them bringing in one in. It's not a very good uh, running back draft class this year. You know, they got Izzy Abanacanda. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it should be Brees' Hall show. How about for the 107, Joseph? What do we got? 107, we've got running back Bijan Robinson. And I think everyone's going to be excited. You know, you, the the mustache and Arthur Smith is out of the building in Atlanta. <laughs> There's a new new man in town. And I think every the whole fantasy community is rejoicing and just praying that uh, they will figure out how to use this guy and get him more involved. It would be really interesting when we learn and discover who the OC is for the job. Rumors have it it's going to be Zach Robinson from the Rams coming over with Raheem Morris. And that would be interesting because, you know, as we remember, they relied pretty heavily on Kyron Williams. And it really was only Kyron Williams. They're, they're really, I mean, sure, they used Royce Freeman sparingly, but um, when he was healthy, Kyron Williams was the running back. I think that Cordero Patterson is going to age out of that offense. I don't think he's going to be involved. Then you got Tyler Algier, but I don't think that it's just going to be fascinating what happens with this Falcons offense because this Falcons offense has been, in my view, in most people's view, very underutilized. I mean, they've got some really talented players like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, guys that people are super excited about. So I'm very curious. I mean, if I was Zach Robinson, I'd be super excited because you have so many different chess pieces to work with. Yeah, but it, um, in terms of Zach Robinson, though, he's the quarterback's coach and pass game coordinator, so it's not really like he decides how utilized Kyron Williams will be in the game. He's, it wasn't the Rams' OC, so I, not to say that he won't he go, keep going with that one running back system, just he could approach things differently. Mm, that's a good point. So I guess that, that does change things. And that, and that could, could uh, so it's really a wild card to a degree of what's going to happen. I, I think so. Happen. I mean, I, we haven't really seen this guy call plays before. I uh, don't really know what his system or philosophy is, but it's got to be similar to McVay. I mean, he's part of that coaching tree now. So, hmm. well, I guess time's going to tell. He's going to be an interesting guy. Guys, guys are going to want to be raising him up as am I, you know, because people, you know, people had him even at the one Oh one possibly some people saying that you should draft him at the one Oh one this past season because of all the hype and buzz around him. So yeah, it could, I, I assume it's going to happen again. Damper on those plans for pretty quickly. He really did. So <laughs> who do we got at the one Oh eight at the one Oh eight? I'm, I really like this guy. He's so underrated and that's wide receiver. I'm on Ross St. Brown guy's just an absolute beast. You know, the number one uh, target option in the Lions passing attack. And I personally think with how well Jared Goff has been doing, I think Jared Goff will be back as the quarterback for the Lions. And we've seen what these two can do. And I, I just think he continues to, to grow and excel in this Lions offense. I expect more continuity in that offense. I think it's only going to get more crisp. There's only going to be more reps, I think, for Monroe St. Brown. I wondered whether they'd start involving Jamison Williams in the offense. Really hasn't been involved at all. I don't think it really suits Jared Goff's strengths either, to be honest with you. I think you know he's not the type of guy that I think is going to stretch the field and really utilize Jamison Williams' talents. If anything, I think he's kind of a decoy based on his speed. So mm -hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is the guy going forward. Laporta, 
should probably be healthy by training camp. I, I don't see how this offense is going to skip a beat. Now, the only thing is, now I'm just thinking about this, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yeah, yeah, you and I just said both the light bulb went off together. We saw the effect that Shane Steichen had when he left Philadelphia. That offense just went through the a mudslide. So could we see the same thing in Detroit now that I'm saying that out loud? Could, but I just think having a guy – more of a veteran player in Jared Goff. I think he could figure things out and maybe not as be dependent on the offensive coordinator as Jalen Hurts is. Uh, he's, he's a younger player. And but Jalen Hurts is a veteran too at that point. He already yeah, but got he's still a contract younger, extension. Younger guy and has less experience, you know, and they, I don't know, him and Steichen really had a rapport. I know, you know, Goff has been played for, you know, multiple offensive coordinators, but Ben Johnson has really been able to get the most out of him. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see who they replace him with. There's a lot of interesting coordinator jobs out there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, that could change things. That's something I would monitor for sure. How but about a- I, I don't know if it matters who's calling plays because I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is just that good. <laughs> All right, Joe. So what do you think? Of the, I know you want to get this. I know you want him on Ross St. Brown. So let, but let's, let's pump the brakes here. Let's go over to the 109. You're going to want this guy, too. I know how you operate. Yeah. 109, we're going with uh, the new hotness at the wide receiver position, and that is Puka Nakua. Um, this guy was just, you know, great and really exploded this year as a rookie. And him and him and Stafford have a rapport. He's taken over there as the number one guy. He's exceeded super cup or cooper cup at this point super cup i super like cup. that that that's like, good it's like you know he used to be super cup but <laughs> not, not so much anymore um you know it's now puka taking over those breakfast meetings with safford and oh it, it really has shown with his explosiveness you're laying it on thick right now. I, I, you, what did you have for dinner tonight? I, I, I Here's the thing. I, I'm with you, though. Puka Nakua, I think it's interesting. Are people going to buy into the hype going into next season? Will he end up being this highly drafted? I know he had such a great year. I think he will. Could see him slip out of the first, but who knows? I could also see him going higher because you never know when people start thinking about because because they want to say like they want to be ahead of the curve as to who's going to be that guy. Could Puka even do better than what he did last season? That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it talk about the sophomore breakouts all the time, even though he kind of already broke out as a rookie, is there still room for him to be even better next year? So if you're in a draft in a league with Joe, just prepare for him to go for Puka Nakua and Amon Ross St. Brown. That, that's going to be what his team consists of. But how about number 10? You seem to like this guy, too. Maybe I spoke too soon. Well, at number 10, there's wide receiver A.J. Brown. Uh, I know you're not as high on him, Steve, but I still think he deserves under the hood again. to be into the top 12 here. Um, you know, look, even as, as bad as the Philadelphia Eagles offense was and Hurts had a somewhat of down year, he still found a way to get this guy the ball. He's such a high-ceiling player, and ha- he has the ability – to go up and get the ball and be a red zone target as well. It's it's hard not to like AJ Brown. We'll we'll see how much things You don't even play. like him. What are you talking about? Oh, I I don't like him as a person, but it's hard to deny his fantasy ability. <laughs> yes. He's a complete diva and I think he really wrecked the Eagles offense and wrecked Jalen Hurts this year, but he's still a great he was still great for fantasy. Um so I can't deny that. 
I would have personally left AJ Brown off the 12. I think that there are some serious concerns as to how he's affected that Eagles locker room and the coaching staff and Jalen Hurts. I mean, you even were telling me recently that AJ Brown said it's either me or Hurts. I mean, if it gets to that point, it could get really ugly pretty quickly. And then where does he go? You could say, well, it doesn't matter where he goes. That's what I would say. Okay, but there was a difference between what he did in Tennessee and what he did in Philly. He took it another notch up when he was in Philly. He was not at, he was good. He wasn't he great uh, in Tennessee. So I, I just I have my reservations on that guy. But I think you're right. Other than the end of the year where he went in a complete tailspin, he was a guy who won you weeks because of how good he was. So to me, I think it makes sense why we have him in the top twelve. So who do you got for the 111? Yeah, 111, we got another wide receiver, and it's Garrett Wilson. You know, a guy that I was disappointed with uh, this past season. Really pegged him for a breakout, as many others did. But I think with Aaron, if Rand Rodgers is healthy, this could be the, the breakout that we were looking for this year, just happening in the 2024 season. And, you know, there's, I feel like it's Garrett Wilson's wide receiver room. Unless they, we'll see if they bring somebody in the offseason. But right now, he's the clear number one option in the offense that should be led by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he was a my guy for me for the 2023 season, where I fully expected him and Aaron Rodgers to have a really, really good season. Obviously, Rodgers got injured, you know, in the first quarter of the Bills game in week one. Four plays in. Yeah, four plays <laughs> in. So, <laughs> you know, we weren't going to see much of Garrett Wilson. So, I'm with you on this. I just wonder, will he end up being in the top 12? Because I don't think he was in the top 12 from an ADP standpoint last season. You could argue the hype was just as high with Aaron Rodgers before that. So, you know, you know, would someone say, you know, Travis Etienne or Devontae Adams or, you know, someone of that nature uh, that has been more accustomed to being in that top 12 <clears throat> would they possibly be in there instead? But we have seen some players like Austin Eckler, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, probably those guys fall out of the top 12. Derrick Henry right now, we haven't talked about him yet. He's fallen out of the top 12. So there is kind of a shakeup here in this top 12 and this year compared to years prior. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you said, some of the aging veterans are out and we got some new younger guys that are, you know, on the way up in their careers um, you know, in here. All right. So who do we got for our last pick in the first round? The one twelve. Yeah, to round out the first round, we've got running back Jameer Gibbs. Pretty crazy, Steve. We got two Jets players and two Lions players. Who would have thought? What about world that? do we live in, Joe? I know the world we currently live in, but uh hard to deny Jameer Gibbs. Yes, he was disappointing for the first few weeks and didn't really turn it on until you know, week seven, where he finally got uh, 60% of the workload and the opportunities. And that that continued down the stretch of the season. But this guy just has the speed and quickness and this, the his agility and the moves that he has is really impressive. And I think it's interesting for him. I know you don't like this type of player uh, because he's kind of got the, you know, David Montgomery's kind of got that volume role. But Jameer Gibbs is just so electric. He doesn't need as many touches uh, to give you fantasy points. Yeah, it'll be really interesting how I assess Jameer Gibbs because you're right. He's not that prototypical running back that I accustomly look for. So 
I'm going to have to really get to go back in the shop and figure out what, whether or not what I'm going to do with him. But uh, I, I am more open to that now. And I do think that because of how explosive he is, uh, he will end up being in the top 12. And that was our top 12. I, I think it's interesting. One thing to note here, Joe, we only have four running backs. This is a, we, we did this based off of PPR. Is that surprising that we only have four running backs? Uh, you know, in in the round one expectation for for ADP, I, that, that's probably pretty low, I would think. Yeah, I mean, this is PPR, so that I mean doesn't necessarily surprise me. I just think, I just think the wide there's so so many wide receivers, and I think we've seen right. If you people that usually take running backs in the first round, they typically have been disappointing. And if you go wide receiver, it's been more advantageous for you. You know, people have been going to the zero RB approach and it's been, it's been working as this is the passing week now, but I, I think there could be a shift and it being that it's PPR. I'm not that surprised. Well, you seem surprised. I am just because, you know, running back is everyone. I feel like in most drafts, people, at least maybe it's just the philosophy of, of fantasy football is changing because it used to be very running back heavy. Even in PPR leagues, you know, you want to make sure that you have your running back and you fill out your roster with your receivers. Now it's like, oh, no, I want a stud receiver. And that might just be because of how the running back landscape has changed. And a lot of these guys are aging out. So we'll have to see. I and mean, we don't have guys like Kyron Williams. You know, maybe someone would say he's worthy of a top 12 pick. We don't have guys like Josh Jacobs. He's a free agent. Saquon Barkley, he's a free agent. That could also have something to do with it. There's a lot of these running backs that are out there. Austin Eckler, he's a free agent. There's a lot. And I mean, I don't think Eckler would be worthy of a top 12. But I'm just saying there's a lot of moving pieces. Just We just don't know where they're going to go and what it's going to look like. Yeah, that's true. Or at this point, I feel like it's safer to go with the wide receivers that we did um but at, to your point i mean i could definitely see a guy like kyron williams sneaking in there the way that he just uh was an absolute stud and like you said rams are just using him and him exclusively so that does it we predicted the first round of the 2024 fantasy football draft it's never too early to do that uh, for degenerates like Joe and I here. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed this episode with Joe and I. We're going to be having episodes every week. We try to do three a week. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell because we are not stopping throughout this offseason. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.